welcome back to the Powerlifting Podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis. Today, I speak with the Arnold Pro Series winner on the women's side, Celine Crum, just coming off of her pro Arnold's Pro Finale, Arnold's win. We talk about how our prep went for the Arnold's Pro Finale, what is like being known as a nine for nine lifter, if that adds pressure, what her goals are now that she's completed the first pro finale and won it and what she wants to do going forward and other good stuff. It's just a good conversation. I enjoyed having Celine back on a podcast. She has not been on since after she won Mega Nationals. So to see her now have three more meets since then and to win all of them, get first place and go nine for nine in each one, it really was incredible to have her back on. So I hope you enjoy it right after you Leave a five-star rating and review for the podcast. Guys, it really helps me get the podcast out to more people. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a full rating and five-star review. If you're on Spotify, you can just leave a five-star review, no rating. Thank you so much. Or I meant no review. <laughs> Thanks so much. And let's dive into today's episode. All right, y'all. I have missed six for six meets in a row going nine for nine. Miss winner of the pro finale. <laughs> Sorry, my, my cut. <laughs> oh, you're good. Have a chill time. <laughs> but <laughs> winner of the USAPL Pro Series, Miss Deline Crum. How are you today? I am good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I can't wait to dive in because the last time we spoke, actually, girl, I don't even remember. Like, what meat did you just do after we last spoke? Was it Carolina Primetime? Um, it might have been, was it Nationals? It might have been after Nationals. We did do one after Nationals. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. so long. You've done so many meets since then. I can't. I have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's been a so, year, for sure. It's been more than a year. Like, <laughs> it's been, like, a, like, a year and a half of just, like, knocking off meets and winning all of them and freaking mm-hmm. executing beautifully on meet day which is hard to do like definitely talking to someone who has had interviews are people who are known for going nine for nine but right at now at the moment aren't really hitting all nine for nine for every single meet like you are like officially miss nine for nine <laughs> i don't know if i want that title because <laughs> then i kind of like puts the pressure on yeah like when people start calling people like Mrs. Perfect or Miss Consistency I'm like uh I feel like it jinxes it sometimes so I get that I get that yeah yeah (laughs) but okay going into the Arnold Pro finale and we all knew your goal was to win it you're posting that very confidently I was loving it and when it came to game day, all right, so let's back it up. Like, when it came to prep for this meet, I remember reaching out to you. I was, like, trying to get some insight for the Two Outlet podcast. But I was like, how's training? You were like, I'm just super fatigued right now. Like, I don't even know, really, like, what I'll do on meet day. I'm just so tired. Like, how did training go for this particular meet prep? Yeah, so I didn't really feel great about it, to be honest. Um, I think it was just, like, so I did – Carolina primetime and then two months later I did the Virginia pro and then three months later I did this meet so I think I was like just starting to feel the effects of back-to-back 
meat preps, you know, because you can only do that for so long, I think. Um, and also, like, I was having more lower back fatigue than normal, like all prep. And so that was affecting my squat and my deadlift. Um, and I kind of figured it out, like, one week before the competition. Um, I figured out I had been, like, putting the, the bar higher on my back in squats than normal. Um, and I think I did that, like, subconsciously because it was, like, hurting my shoulder. I also had a shoulder issue, but I can talk about that later. Um, and so, like, one week out, I was, like, my squat kind of, like, I felt like I was, like, getting folded forward or, like, um, I felt like I was being, like, pitched forward, like, every squat session. And so one week out, I was, like, that's kind of how it feels when I high bar squat. And then I was, like, wait, am I, <laughs> am I putting the bar higher on my back? So then I moved it down a bit, and it felt like, like, it felt like my squat was back, like, all of a sudden. It just felt ten times better. And so I think that was contributing to that, like, lower back fatigue I was having. Um, because it just felt like I was like being pitched forward every time I squat and, you know, so, um, I'm glad I figured that out before the competition, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that like the whole lower back fatigue, it made like every session a lot harder and we kind of had to like back off on the deadlift volume and, um, it kind of just like affected my training pretty significantly, but, um, like I still, was able to like hit a squat PR, a small one on meet day, but um, yeah, so it didn't it didn't help with my mindset going into the meet. <laughs> I remember seeing a post on your close friends. I think you said something like, "Oh, my squat's back," and I think it was like a week out, something like that. Yeah. I was like, "Did it go away?" <laughs> like, what do you mean? So now I know what yeah. you meant by that. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what I was talking about. But like um, go ahead. I was going to say, minute changes can make such a difference, especially with low bar squat. Like, I'm the same way. Like, if the bar is not the same spot, all of a sudden, mm -hmm. my whole lower back is just fried. I'm like, wait, what just happened here? <laughs> yeah, and I feel like when you're, like, an experienced lifter, like a elite lifter, like, the small things really do make a big difference at this point. So, um, yeah, I I didn't think that would, like, make that much of a difference. but. It definitely did. Um, and then the other thing that was kind of affecting my training was I had like shoulder impingement in my um, left shoulder. And I think that was just from like benching a lot. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we had to like back off on the bench volume for a while. Uh, and I didn't really expect, like, I was going to be happy if I like hit my PR on meet day, like my best lift. If I could just match it, I would be happy. So, yeah. And that is something <laughs> you were indeed able to do because I was looking to mm -hmm. at your bench press. And yeah, the last two meets you did hit 253. But also just keep in mind, like they're so close together though. It's like <laughs> difficult to like progress every single lift <laughs> and like kind of be peaking all the time. <laughs> yeah, especially on bench because... Like, I, at least for me, I feel like it takes a lot to get, like, 
any progress on bench. So I had like a big jump in my bench, um, like right when I moved from 60 kilo to like, like up to like 63-ish. Um, but then since then, it's been kind of stagnated. But I did notice that. And like, I know that you, so you started with the strength guys, was it right before or for the prep for Mega Nationals? Yeah, it was right before Nationals. Okay. So what are like some of the biggest changes they've made to like your bench training? Because when you did, when you were post, I remember seeing like, man, like here's set four of the same weight for like <laughs> the same amount of reps. I was like, oh my God, like my, I'm like, how could I, like, could I even do that? Like straight sets for bench press in my mind just sounds crazy. Cause but, like my bench is not, <laughs> you know, my strong suit. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm like that sounds impossible, but it's clearly doing something for you. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess the biggest change is, like, the frequency that I'm benching. Like, um, during prep, I normally bench four, four days a week. And so, with, like, a lot of sets, a lot of reps. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, I think that made the biggest difference. And also, I feel like on bench, if I make progress, like, I'll make a lot at once. And then it'll, like stagnate for a while and then I'll make a lot of ones. So it kind of just like comes in waves. I don't know why, but um yeah, I think that was the biggest change, just like the amount of benching. Did your deadlift feel good going into me? He said like it was causing fatigue for your deadlift too. It didn't feel the best. <laughs> um yeah, I took like my last single and I wasn't really happy with it. So, like, I knew my deadlift normally pe peaks really well, though. So, like, I knew that after the taper, it would feel way better. But, yeah, pretty much the whole the whole prep, my I wasn't feeling great about deadlift. Man, so, like, how did you – what was your mindset then going into meet day? Like, you were not feeling super confident about – it seems like any lift. Like, Scott <laughs> – confident a week out that if you're like meh and then bench you have this shoulder going on plus I do know just like you said like, there's an added pressure because like you have been five for five for the last meet and winning mm -hmm. all of them and this is like the grand finale you knew you probably figured Sam was cutting weight just because even though she had posted I'm like you saw her walking I, once I see 20k oh, yeah. <laughs> steps in the <laughs> in the stories we know what that means so you knew she was cutting and then you knew mm -hmm. gabby even though she ended up moving up a last second you did not the last second so like how did you just like kind of stay mentally strong going into this meet so the big thing for me um that kind of served as my motivation the whole prep was my family was coming to watch me at this meet and like my friends and people from my gym and so like I've got like family in Ohio so they like there's like my grandma and my my aunt and uncle and <laughs> it was like everyone came to watch and so like I wanted to perform to my best ability to show them like to make them proud and I know like obviously they would be proud of me whether I failed or you know got last place or first place they would be proud of me but like to me I was like I want to show them like what I've been doing the past like year and a half and so I, I kind of use that as my motivation 
um, during prep. And yeah, the whole like nine for nine streak. Um, I, it's like weird because I'm like, nobody ever goes like nine for nine back to back like this. And so in my mind, I was like, I almost felt like I was like due to fail because it had been so long since I had like failed a lift. So, which I know doesn't make sense. Like it's a very like mental game I think that my mind's playing but like um yeah I just I just knew that I had to take it lift by lift and you know once I started lifting like all the all the pressure kind of went away like after my first squat attempt I was like okay we got this <laughs> but um yeah that's pretty much where my mind was at nice and it's crazy this is like you're like the third person to tell me my family came to walk for the first time. Like so many people's <laughs> families came out like specifically for this meet. And a lot yeah. of people have mentioned like that's like their motivation. Do you think that, I mean, obviously you want it and I don't know if they comprehended what was going on the whole time, but do you think they walked away from it? Like learning a lot about like what you really do? Like how, what was the conversation like afterwards with your family? <laughs> so unfortunately, like, I didn't even get to see them after no. I lifted because <laughs> I got snatched up for drug testing, you know, so they wouldn't let me leave. Um, but yeah, I like they're not. Well, they they try to watch um, all my meets like from the live stream. So they kind of have caught on at this point, like and they understand like how everything is going. So um like, I know they're super proud of me, and they, like, never doubted for a second that I had lived. So, yeah, they're, uh, they think it's really cool. They do. That's incredible. So, I know mm -hmm. at this meet, you were not able to have Jason at the meet because of the whole, you know, he he's at PA right now. Switching over makes a problem. You had mm -hmm. my coach, <laughs> Brad Cooleyard, <laughs> handle you. So yeah. how did you feel about that? Because I know that you were like questioning it because you've never worked with Brad before. Did that like kind of have you nervous at all, Anita? It didn't really have me nervous. Um, and then when I met him in person, I was like, oh yeah, this is going to work out like great. Because he's like, I really liked his handling style. He's very like, or he comes off as laid back, which I like. <laughs> Cause I don't want anyone like stressing me out when I'm trying to lift. So he's like very calm and laid back. And like, I really liked working with him. And I, if I had to again, I, I would. So, um, yeah, it wasn't really like, a source of stress really. Cause like my husband normally handles me and he was back there too. So, you know, I didn't feel weird about it. <laughs> nice when you were actually competing and like you hit your PR in the squat, which was 413 and you basically been chipping away at the squat. It's like doing a little <laughs> PR meet after meet. I was like, of yeah. course, like, there we go. Same thing. Um, but at, was there a point at all where you were like, Oh, okay. Like I have this in the bag. <laughs> like before, obviously um, before last deadlift. <laughs> so honestly, like after I got my third squat, I was like, I think, I think I've won because like Sam <clears throat> missed her third squat and then Gabby's like 
I also struggled on squat. And so at that point I was like, unless they like put up their best performances ever on bench and deadlift, like I think I've got this. <laughs> so yeah. So then at that point after squat, we were looking at Jasmine because she had gone three for three on squat. And I was like, mm-hmm. she could probably sneak in, you know? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you that next. Like, how close are you paying attention to your competition when you are lifting? So- <laughs> I, I always pay close attention. I like to be involved and I like to know what's going on and I like to pick my attempts. So, yeah, I knew exactly what was happening the whole time. <laughs> Excellent. And you know, it's funny because I was going to be like, do you like to like literally know the attempt before you go out there? Because I'm the same mm-hmm. way, like especially with Brad and like, listen, we're going to have a conversation at this table <laughs> and I'm going to know the number you're putting down before you put it down. Like there is no, just put it in and make sure it's enough to make you win. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm the same way. Like I have to know. <laughs> and I'm normally the one, like when I come off the platform, I'm like, this is what I think I have, you know, so and actually, after my second squat, like, you know how, I don't know if you feel this way, but on competition day, like, squat always feels, like, hard. I don't know why. Or it's like, it always feels, like, heavy, even though, even if it moves well, it's like, I'm, like, shaking all over from, like, the nerves. And so, when I came off the platform after my second squat, like, um, Brad was like, but that flew. And I was like, really? <laughs> like, I didn't feel like it did. But looking back at the video, I was like, oh, yeah, that did fly. But like, it doesn't feel that way. Like, when you're out there for some reason. So he was the one who was like, you've got 10 more kilos, like, you can do it. Like, we're gonna put that on. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but I don't think at the time he knew that was gonna be a PR. Okay. But like, but I, I was pretty confident in it because um, after, like, yeah, I was pretty confident, so. Nice. I am <laughs> the same way, especially when it comes to squatting. Like, there's just these nerves that come. It's annoying because, like, squats are, it like, is. fun and training for me. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like, I look back at the video, like, literally only two days ago. And I'm like, wow, my third squat, I went into it, like, as I was standing up, I thought I was going to fail it when I even passed the sticking point. I was like, I don't have this. I don't have, I'm looking at like, wow, like, the commentary said was smooth, and like, it looks smooth. I'm like, in my mind, it was like, just shaking and slow and horrible. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what it is about squat. I think it's like, all the nerves strike you, like, that first lift, so... (laughs) Totally. We get through it though. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at your deadlift too. Okay, I feel like you've never had to go all out on deadlift except for I specifically remember when you won your pro card and you definitely yeah. like you went out there and you got that and we were like, oh my god. <laughs> and you're so good at grinding. I feel like lately, like you just don't have to like go RPE ten on your last deadlift. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way? Like you have a deadlift PR that you want to hit and you're like, I just. I can't put it on the bar because I don't need it and I'm just like trying to win. Yeah, I do feel that way. I think I have like two and a half to five more kilos on deadlift, but um, every competition I'm just trying to like put something in for my third that I know I can hit. So like I've hit two, 12 and a half for the last like three competitions and 
it's because I like know I can get that and like that's what I needed to win so my next competition hopefully I'll get to um, go all out <laughs> I hope uh, so so speaking of next competition what are your plans like weight wise oh first of all I'm assuming it's nationals or do you have a meet before that um I won't be doing a meet before that I'm I'm kind of undecided on what I'm doing next. So, uh, TBD. Wait, does that mean you may not want to do nationals? Um, maybe. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of on the border between uh, switching to IPF or staying USAPL. See, this is definitely a big question I wanted to ask you, too, because I'm like, okay, your weight is perfectly at 63, and, like, you're probably doing this for a reason. You literally weigh down 138, no, 136.8, last week, 138.4, so you're always, like, 62, 63 when you're competing, Mm -hmm. so are you leaning more towards one direction right now? Um, I'm not going to answer that. Okay. (laughs) Right now, but, um... Yeah, but I don't feel most comfortable around 63, and I think, like, I wouldn't really have an issue cutting down to 60. Like, if I were to do nationals, uh, USAPL nationals, I would probably go to 60 because, like, there's no way I'm going to be 67 and a half (laughs) by then or, like, ever. (laughs) So, yeah, I, like, with, like, a a few months of cutting and like a water cut I could hit 60 pretty easily I think because my natural weight is like around 63 yeah and that's something you've done before too like cutting 60 so you know Mm -hmm. you can do it yeah I don't think it'd be a problem but it seems like uh Sam will also be cutting to 60 (laughs) potentially I don't know I was like shocked to see like what she weighed at the Arnold um but like whenever I saw her in person that day like before we weighed in I was like she could weigh less than me right now because she just looks so small I was like I could just like see it in her face like that she might be like 60 kilos and I was like if she cut to 60 kilos in like three months like that would be crazy and then she did and I was like wow (laughs) what the heck (laughs) what's funny to me about Sam and I I guess it's me you said you see it like I've been looking at Sam not like yo I can tell only by her abs that's it I can't (laughs) see it in her face her legs her arms I and I'm like she doesn't like post stuff on her shirtless so I'm like I need you to be like naked for me to know I have no idea <laughs> that you're 60 I looked there I was like okay maybe she's 62 like, I had no idea and then we yeah. shared a room and she we were using like my scale because mine was more accurate and she stepped on the scale I was like what <laughs> yeah it was pretty shocking I mean she lost like over five kilos and yeah like three months which is like crazy but um yeah I, I could like see her abs and some of her like lifting videos that she posted and I was like yeah she's uh she's small right now <laughs> oh my god um I actually just finished listening to her podcast with Jazzy so mm-hmm. I know that she said in it she 
that her performance didn't really justify her doing 60. She's thinking she wants to like, not yet 67, kind of sounds more like you would wait, like I want to eat, see where my body kind of sells out, but not like pushing for 67 because that's just too heavy for her. So, okay. But she doesn't want to do 60 right now. She doesn't want to do 60. Okay. Yeah. She's, she blatantly said, I don't want to do 60 kilos. I'm going to eat up <laughs> and just see how my body does. Yeah. It's like way better. Not kidding. <laughs> it feels way better. But yeah, that 67 class, it's just hard. Yeah. I mean, me, me you talked before too about like how big the gap is. And we know you don't love how big that gap is. I don't think anyone loves how big the gap is. I mean, I kind of just because no. it just naturally worked out for me magically. I had no idea that my body likes 152 until I got <laughs> to gain weight. <laughs> I was like, oh, never mind, fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still don't like the weight classes, but, you know, it is what it is. So I've done fine. If they just keep everything, like, dots-based, then, you know, it's fine it's with fine. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so it's I- the same... I was okay. gonna say at the same at the same time, like I'm kind of leaning towards like not liking dots competitions as much. Um, even though I've like won a lot of them, it's kind of like everyone goes into it like thinking they can like lose a few pounds. Like everyone can lose a few pounds pretty much to to increase their points. And I kind of think that's like generally not a good thing because because like it shouldn't be like like I shouldn't be able to lose just because I weighed like 0.1 more than than someone else like I don't know it's just like a weird concept and lately I've been like I don't know if I really like this because like there's a lot of weight cutting I feel like for the Arnold because I think everyone thought that like that was a quick way to increase their dots points, but it's kind of a balancing act because like the more weight you lose, like the harder it will be to lift. And so you have to like figure out what's a reasonable amount of weight to lose, but still like maintain your your lifts. So, you know, it's just like, it puts everyone in a weird situation, I feel like. (laughs) You know, funny enough, I remember originally we like when the pro series just started and i was talking to angelo and he was like excited he's like yes like people can just like walk in at whatever weight they're at and i was thinking because virginia pro the first one um there wasn't Mm -hmm. that much weight cutting there really wasn't like there was a little bit but like not a crazy amount of people were cutting weight and then just like you're mentioning we started to see like okay like like, now we get towards the finale and people want to win it and all of a sudden everyone wants to lose like three four kilos and you're right it's like when it comes to head to head, like, you know, so long as I weigh in, at least at this weight, I'm at mm-hmm. least in the weight class and all I'm out is my total. So it's like a different ballpark because now you're wondering which competitors weigh and it matters so much more with dots. And so it's, it's so different. Right. Yeah. Like, I think initially everyone was just excited to not have to cut. So like everyone just showed up at what they weighed and everyone performed really well but like yeah the the higher the stakes like the more you feel like I think you have to lose weight so I don't really know if I like it as much anymore (laughs) but I don't really know like what an alternative would be to that so at the same time it's kind of like 
I think people just need a little time to figure out like how much weight is reasonable to cut and like you know I think it's just a a matter of experience so I also think like same idea like as we do this more often or we continue the pro series which is no see dot space people mm-hmm. will start to figure it out more um, I love that no matter what, nationals will always like have the head to head. But you're right, like yeah. there's not enough. Like we'll never, I don't know, never. But I don't know if we'll ever get to a point. Where, like we have so much of so many battles in every single weight class that you can do. Like oh, just always weight class battles, because like that can suck if it's not <laughs> full of people who are really strong in the weight class. Every single one. Yeah, that's true too. There's definitely like pros to it, um, as well as cons. So. Yeah, I think we need a little bit of both. A little weight class battle, a little dots battle. <laughs> you know, that keeps everyone happy, I think. <laughs> so. I would agree. Looking yeah, at VIP. Oh, God. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I hope they keep the, the pro series around. I know they're going to do it next year. But I've heard some some things. <laughs> where they might go to like a nationals worlds thing again, but I feel like the pro series like works for us, like USA powerlifting, it's like different and um, I liked it. <laughs> we have to see, cause I haven't heard that in a while, but also I guess I need to do some checking okay. for my resources. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some people are like, wait a minute, is this happening? Um, yeah. I know obviously they're doing it again for this coming year. We just got to see it. It's obviously a lot of stuff that needs to be just tweaked. Like, mm-hmm. and we already know, I'm not going to go into all the stuff that needs to be tweaked, but like we saw like some not very clean things happening or just like lack of promoting and just like <laughs> lack of clarity about certain stuff. So the hope is that it gets better. They are putting more people into it. Like Brad now has a big role in the pro series, but he only got hired like a month out from the Arnolds. So I know he's going to be having big roles. Like if we get the right people who really care, I think it can be great, but that's gonna, it's going to take the right people being hired. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, I think it was good this year, but there's always like room for improvement. So Always. I did want to ask you, so on the IPF side, because the woman's side really is getting way more stats on the IPF side than USAPL and vice versa for the men. So it totally makes sense for you to potentially be sinking going over. Is there any particular person in the 63s that you're like, man, like if I go over and if I got to go to Worlds, like I can't wait to go against this person? <laughs> um, well, honestly, I think getting to Worlds will be the hardest because I have to beat Meg Scanlon and she is like a fighter and I've seen her win and like pull off lifts that like shouldn't have been pulled (laughs) so like she's just like amazing and so I think the hardest part is just gonna be like getting to worlds like winning nationals um and I'd be really excited to lift against her and then at Worlds, um, I'm not sure. Well, I don't know if, like, Leah is going to be 63 or if she's going to, like, go up a weight class. So, but it would be really cool to lift against her, obviously, because she's, like, the strongest female in the world. <laughs> <laughs> period. <laughs> yeah, period. 
so um yeah the the weight class is like stacked at world so you know it'll it'll be some fun battles if i can get there <laughs> yeah oh my god did you ever think you would get to a point where you won this much money and how much money did you win in the last <laughs> year and a half from powerlifting actually i've won twenty thousand. so pretty pretty big <laughs> um and no I never really thought that like we could well when I first started there were no cash prizes at all so we've made a huge transition since I first started and I really like it because it does like provide motivation and it makes me feel valued as a competitor to walk away with some money so yeah I think it's really cool and they should keep doing it <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I think we can all say, because I've also been in sport a long time, never mm -hmm. thought this could ever be a reality, especially, like, it's going to nationals and working our butts off just to be like, yay, we got the medal, we won. And you come home and you're like, yo, I put so much into this and I spent so much money. <laughs> like, I know, and, like, people would ask, like, did you want any money? Like, and you'd be like, awkward. no, no, but I just got a medal. <laughs> yep, the so, battle of my life for a medal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, you know, we did it because we loved it. So, and that's still why I do it. But the money, like, it really helps. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's definitely nice to have that as motivation. Um, mm -hmm. Overall, looking back at the last six meets you have done successfully, what's the biggest mindset shift you've had that's helped you become such a strong competitor? Um, I think honestly, like being able to perform back to back like that consistently has just made me a lot more confident in my ability because I've done like something that no one else has ever done, um, which is like going nine for nine like that many times at, at this high level. So it makes me kind of realized that like I'm I deserve to be here and like I'm unique and like I can I can pretty much do like whatever I set my mind to so yeah it's just increased my confidence in myself um but yeah that's the biggest thing <laughs> that's awesome because you're right mm -hmm. it's wild to say like you're the first to do that that's like really insane yeah according to Squat me and deadlift. Yep. Um, I know. Like, I, <laughs> I'm like, I personally haven't looked that hard in this, but I did see that meme. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know how to like search through up in powerlifting to figure that out, but apparently I've got the longest streak for people that have a dots above 475. So, kind of a cool thing. <laughs> That is a cool thing. Do you have yeah. any dots goal? Like, are you like, yo, if one day I hit the dots, like that would just make me feel incredible. So I know it's ambitious, but like one day I just want to be like the best in the world, like the highest dots in the world. Um, that's my goal. Whatever that is at that time. <laughs> is it Leah? Right? It's Leah right now, right? Yeah, it's Leah right now. Um, I think she's got like right now. 600 something. 
<clears throat> I'm literally checking. <laughs> I need to know. I don't know how I spell her last name though. But ball. Yeah, but... <laughs> we gotta check it out later. Okay, I know. Okay. <laughs> I'm spelling it wrong I over think, and over again. <laughs> I think it is Leon. I think it's like above six hundred. So um, but there's all these people that just like come out of nowhere. And, I know. You know. <laughs> so it just gets harder and harder. But it just keeps raising and raising. So you know. But yeah, I'd I'd like to be the best one day. Incredible. I, I mean <laughs> I was about to say, I think you can do it. Like if you just keep <laughs> progressing and pushing yourself and you have the ambition, the mindset, like it can be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially like I've got really amazing coaches right now and they believe in me, which makes me believe in myself. So, you know, I think we can, we can do it one day. <laughs> do you have a nutrition coach? I do not know. That's awesome. You, you told me that last time. You told me that last time. And I was like thinking, like, man, she's done so well. She must have hired like even more coaches for something else. Like, nope, just <laughs> no, but I think here soon I'm going to start investing in in that kind of stuff. So yeah, because I think that would help a lot. Cause lately, like I haven't been super good about my nutrition. So that is a point that I need to improve. <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's like, you're already doing so well. Like that could potentially mm-hmm. be this extra thing that boosts you even more. You never know. Yeah, for sure. Like I know that I eat like way too much fat right now, <laughs> but it's just so good. And, you know, I, I think it will help like take me to the next level. I just, the the whole tracking thing, like I get so tired of it, and the whole like planning and prepping, because like life is busy enough, and I have like a full time job, and so you know I'm just tired on the weekend. I just don't want to like have to spend all this time like prepping and planning. So, but I know it would be worth it. It's just I took a little break for a while. Yeah, and that's fair. Like, sometimes that's just needed. Do you ever, mm-hmm. like, do you have any sort of dream of, like, being able to work less because of the money you make in powerlifting? Or even quit your job? I don't know how much you have a job. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um, yeah. It, lately, I've been, like, thinking about ways I could maybe, like, um, not have to work as much not have to work 40 hours a week because it is exhausting and there's not a lot of like top level lifters that are also chemical engineers so you know it's hard it really is and I'm like tired all the time so yeah it would be amazing if one day um I could make a living like powerlifting somehow um like obviously I could I could get into coaching you know um but I would want to do it the right way. Like I would want to uh, gain a lot of knowledge first before jumping into that. Uh, but yeah, maybe down the line. Yeah, I've thought about it. So I don't think there's quite enough money yet in powerlifting <laughs> to 
just to power lift and not do anything on the side. But maybe one day. Your overall everyday schedule is basically working like nine to five, train, sleep. Is that like Monday to Friday for you? Yeah, pretty much. much. (laughs) And then like, so I'll work like nine hours um, with a lunch break Monday through Thursday. And then on Friday, I work like a half day. But by Friday, I'm just like so tired because I don't get enough sleep that I just go home and take a nap. So, like, I'll work the half day and just, like, go straight to bed and take a nap. So, yeah, that's my schedule. <laughs> just a lot of napping, a lot of lifting, and a lot of working. So. Got you, got you. Yeah. Oh, man. Is there anyone you want to, like, shout out just for all the amazing success you've been having? <laughs> um, My coaches, obviously, Jason and Tori with the strength guys. Um, I'd like to shout out to your coach, Brad Coolyard, <laughs> for handling me. He did a great job at the Arnold. And my husband for always being there, always encouraging me and putting up with me. So, yeah. That's awesome. And everyone, know, well, in my, everyone in my gym that oh. is there every day cheering me on. I have one more question. That was going to be the end, but your husband, the, are you like difficult to deal with right before you compete? Like, is he like on overload trying to help take care of you? Like, how are you? Um, I would say yes. Um, I'm definitely more difficult when there's a competition coming up because it's, it's like a stressful time. And especially if I'm like cutting weight, that's when it's the worst. Yep. Um, but yeah. He uh he does like the grocery shopping and a lot of the like day to day tasks in our relationship, <laughs> and so yeah, he takes care of me, in in some ways. So, it takes a lot of patience. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome! Oh my god. Well, Celine, yeah. thank you so much for joining me. Congratulations on all the success you've had the last six meets, being the overall pro series winner. It's incredible. I cannot wait to see where you go next, IPF or say USAPL. But regardless, it'll be a big battle, I'm sure. <laughs> Whichever one you do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on and letting me recap the Arnold. Of course, girl. And y'all, catch you next time on the Power and Lifting Podcast. Guys, thank you so much again for listening. If you liked this episode, please do send it over to a friend. Share it on Instagram, any social media you have. Appreciate all of you and catch you next time on the Power and Lifting Podcast.